Fuck. All right. Hold on. I need to. I need to go kill a fan or two. Hold on. We only have two. I know. We've yeah, <laughs> we just got them. <laughs> Surat's out They're, there trying to kill people. Just trying to kill our <laughs> revenue stream. <laughs> I mean, the other ones. The other ones across the ocean. I think the one that's in danger right now is Falcon. Isn't he in Florida? I'm pretty sure he. You know, Florida man can defend himself. You're right. <laughs> You're probably right. All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode nine, season two of Wake of Whispers. How the hell's everybody doing? Pretty good. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry. Sorry. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> Don't sound too sure. <laughs> I mean, no, it's fine. I mean... All right. So when we left off last time, I just I I know Kendra wants to get like a nice B and B, maybe some fucking actual hash browns for a change, but like this seems like not the place. But I fucking love hash browns. You know, if she's into it, let's go get it, and I'm all about that. Because what's better than meandering? You ever played the game Takedo? It's all about just taking the greatest trip through Japan that you can. It doesn't really matter how long it takes. It's just like, it's just about the journey, you know? It's one of my favorite board games. I mean, you gotta hit them hot springs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the hot springs. That's where you make your fucking money. Yeah, let's pump the brakes a little bit and really enjoy this road trip. <laughs> yeah, let's take a detour and go make a bunch of money at the hot springs. I don't know, that sounds nefarious. I mean, I'm into it, for sure. But, I mean, maybe not in the, like, the not springs that these people sound like. Not springs. <laughs> well, when we last left off, you guys had left the events at Clover's Crossing and traveled a couple days towards Tamravena. Halfway there, you stopped and spent the night at a farmstead, the Gillian Farmstead, where you met Chutney and Sassafras Gilliam. <coughs> Gross. Fake. Fake news. <laughs> and then I think you pushed through, uh, traveling late to make it all the way to Tamravena the next night. You got a little information from Sassafras and some traveling merchants. Just about how kind of intolerant and dickish like the guard of Tamravena can be, and how it's a pain in the ass to get through the north gate. Sassafras told you you'd have a little easier way at the south gate. You came in, found a stable outside of town to stash your horses, your wagons, and I think you decided to stay the night in the roadhouse north of the bridge here. Upon entering, some asshole came up and demanded that Ozel leave. And I did. You know, I didn't put up a fight. I didn't call him whatever. Knuckle dragger. Five head. Flora was trying to punch him. Underbite. <laughs> I didn't say any of those things. Because I am not painfully country. Anymore? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not. I refuse. Anyway, <laughs> I left. And yeah, I think you leaving everyone in the roadhouse there and walking outside was where we left off. 
Ozul nails the door shut and burns the building to the ground. <laughs> Before we jump in there, though, I have a couple points of order. First off, I forgot about a couple things while we were traveling these last two days. Uh, one of them being fortitude saves from Ozil and Stormak. I was going to say, are these things that you forgot... Good things or bad things, but that question has already been answered. Okay. We'll call him A, we'll call him B. That doesn't bode well. I never ask for fortitude saves for your NPCs once, you know, once we've cleared the battle. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair, but okay. <laughs> Have you? No, I always forget, the and then it's fine. Whatever, who cares? All right, what are we rolling here? Fortitude? No, I'm saying it. Ha- have you cleared the battle? Or is well, it I still mean, going? Usually they're mostly dead, but it's fine. It's whatever. You know what? I don't... No. You know. The battle rages in your heart. Is only mostly dead. Remind us, John, is, is this fortitude save uh, versus a poison spell or spell-like ability? It is not. Damn it. When is it ever? <laughs> um, You'll have your day. All right. So here's a fortitude save for Stormak. Oh, that's a ten. That's a bad. That's a bad roll. What do you have, Ozil? I am stalling for <laughs> time till my. Okay, I'm good to go. Character sheet up. All right. It, it is a. Oh, that's not too bad. It's a fourteen. A fourteen. Well, Ozil, you feel fine. Stormak, however, is going to incur. And this is on the day that you spent the night at the farmstead. Stormak, please take one constitution damage and three dexterity damage. Whoa. As you were like coming down with a fever. Can I postulate something? gross that's prostate but close um yes uh let's just for instance say that i saw him coming down with a fever on the ride could i have prepped a spell that would take care of this for today the day that we got to tam ravina yes if you retcon that can i retcon that i have two lesser restorations absolutely um, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a couple of lesser restorations, probably as we're rolling into town. Is that okay? It's okay with me. I mean, John. I'll tell you what, Stormac, please give me another fortitude save. Motherfuck. Uh, for this <laughs> next day of travel. You got it. And and can you remind me what are these from? No. No. You're not going to tell me what they're from. Uh, well, that's a natural twenty for a twenty-six. Excellent. Sounds like a save to me. Now, you're still feeling feverish. Uh, You do not take any more damage, though. Well, I only ask what they're from because uh, I I do get a bonus if they're from uh, undead creatures. Do you? I do. What's, uh, read that to me. Uh, Plus two bonus on saving throws to remove negative levels and recover physical ability damage from attacks by undead creatures at a rate of two points per ability score per day, rather than the normal one point per ability score per day. 
So it doesn't, what, doesn't uh, help my doesn't help my save. It, it just means that I heal faster from that if that's what it's if that's what the damage is from. Well, the damage is not coming from an attack of an undead creature. Oh, it's that fucking pollen, bro. Didn't you guys get smacked by ghouls? Uh, could be that. I forgot about that. So, what happens on the next day? Uh, well, that's today. Uh, you just passed. You rolled a natural 20 for the, uh, today's check. And then Ozil will throw his lesser, rest, lesser resters on you. Yeah, let me do let me do two of those, right? So, what, you got Dex and Con? Does it matter? So, like, so uh, wait, the next day I automatically heal... One each. The con, so the con's back to normal, and then the dex is is two damage. So probably, hopefully, you'll only need to do that spell once. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll hit you with the dex. Let's hope I roll higher than a two on this d4. How about that? Does that sound okay, John? I'd be happy with just a two. Ooh. Of course, of course, we would. Uh, that's a one. Classic. It's only one dex damage, though. That's fine. It's better. It's closer. It's warmer. I can live with that. We can we can just save that for when we really need it. We'll heal up the other one in another day. It's all good. But yeah, you're just uh, you're feeling like clammy and like you're sweating a little more. You're just like starting to come down with something. You think? Uh, I'm not sick. It's just allergies. Nobody worry. We were. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Keep Sidriel's attitude. My my guess, Stormak, is that would be part of the filth fever, but what do I know? And uh, now for the aftercare portion of the slap and tickle, <coughs> I <coughs> wanted to give you guys each a hero card uh, because you all did some like really fun role playing last session. Yay. Shit almighty. Out of time. I'm really stacking these things up. I should probably use them at some point. I have nine. You're the DM. <laughs> I am drawing one right now. What'd you guys get? Honestly, I have so many, I'm not really sure which one is new. <laughs> I don't think it's the ant or the guy with the eyeball in his mouth. I think it. I got the. Oh, I got the brass dwarf. Get a trade, Stormac. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Can we do that, John? I'm gonna say no. I think they're more metaphorical cards, if anything. I mean, we don't. They're not like physical items. This is. This is not magic, bro. TM. I, th- I think that. I think that you can use them on other players. Some you can, yeah. Oops. I dropped mine. How do I get it back in my... <laughs> what? I put it dropped on the it. thing. Nope, I got it. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone else saw that, but I put I it on the it. map. Tell us about it, Meg. Yeah. Um, it is the Demon's Lantern. And it is a picture of like a swamp. And then there's three different colored lights floating in the air, and there's a hand coming out of the water. Nice. Uh, what's the what's that brass dwarf dwarf look like? It's a rat. All right. So, um, sorry. That, remember that thing I was talking about underneath the house? Yeah, it's a skunk. 
That's for sure. Oh no. <laughs> smells really bad. Oh no. Oh god. Go go inside, you're recording. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I heard a lot of commotion, so I came outside to check real quick. Okay, Brass Dwarf. <laughs> Looks like a small, well, as what you could assume, Brass Dwarf on fire. Oh. Fire, maybe? I think he's on fire, or he's blocking some fire? I don't know. It's honestly hard to, t- it's hard to tell, but he has a shield in the neutral, lawful neutral position. Which means a bunch of shit if you are familiar with the Harrow cards. It kind of looks like his uh, his beard and hair are made of fire. Oh. Is it a fire troll? I think it's a brass dwarf. What you got, Ryan? I have the foreign trader. He looks like perhaps a drow. Um, he's got like purple skin and big pointy ears, but he's kind of got a mask on. He's got a bunch of gear probably for trade and he's got a blue monkey and he nice. the symbol of the book is in the neutral position you ever see that movie blue monkey no what it's was like an old that? sci-fi movie where like uh, giant monster bugs take over and massacre a hospital hmm. full of children it's pretty cool I'll put it on my list. I have a blue monkey tattooed on me, uh, completely unrelated. So maybe I'll maybe I'll like it. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, only you would know that reference, John. Not a single <laughs> other fucking living soul would know that. Also, can we document that John thinks it's cool when children's hospitals are massacred? I mean, yeah, I mean by monsters for sure. He's living in a haunted house. I think it's it's worming its way into its into his brain. I think he fell asleep while flipping back and forth between Children's Hospital and Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It might not have been a Children's Hospital. It might have just been a regular hospital. Wes, what card did you get? I have the Forge. There's a short, chunky, shirtless dude swinging a hammer at an anvil. Some lava porn in the background and what looked to be like fire methods flying around him. Mm. And the symbol is a hammer in the lawful neutral position. Nice. I think I know that guy. <laughs> well, now that we got all that out of the way, why don't we pick back up where we left off? Ozel just walked out of the roadhouse. The asshole guy, like, gave an asshole smirk and went and sat back down at his table with his friends and kept drinking. What do you guys do? Is he just as a walked out? Yes. Um, so are the rest of us staying here, or what's the plan? This isn't right. Stormak approaches the bar. Who works here? Who runs this establishment? Uh, there is a kind of a portly dude with a big black beard behind the bar. You there, are you in charge? Could be. What do you want? Well, we just wanted a night's rest. But those men, and he points a finger at the table, ran my friend out of your establishment. Stormak waits for a reaction. So do you want a room? Yes, and my friend as well. Look, uh, people like your friend, I uh, bring a lot of trouble with them. Uh, wow. We don't really want to bring any trouble in here now, do we? No, we are not bringing any trouble. Well, that's good. We just want to stay for a night. We'll be on our way. Uh, yeah, he looks... How many of you are there? Four, uh, including Kendra. 
or or six, including the dogs. I mean, seven, including Ozil, but he's outside. Yeah. So he's like, so, uh, four rooms then. Yes, four rooms sounds fine. There's a kennel outside for the dogs. I gotta say, I'm really liking this new Stormac. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully it's a new Ryan. It's the old Stormac. He's, uh, he's long had this trait. It's actually a drawback, but he can't let that kind of shit slide. Hmm. Uh, I'm headstrong. You feel compelled to correct every action or argument that contradicts your worldview. <laughs> Whenever you witness an action or hear an argument that contradicts lawful good, you must attempt to stop or correct that action or argument. If you don't just try to stop it or fail in an attempt to stop it, as adjudicated by the GM, please save me, um, you are shaken for an hour. So, I've had this since day one. I'm sure John saw it when he audited my character sheet way back when. <laughs> I'm sure he did too, yeah. Absolutely. Um, no. No, I did not. <laughs> Anyhow, Stormax's standing up for what's right. Uh, why don't we cut to Father Ozel? What do you do when you walk out of the roadhouse? Um, Father Ozel probably, like, looks around a little bit. Uh, surveys the scene, probably flips up his collar a little bit to hide his uh, orfiness and tuskiness, and uh, hopes that he's not making a very good scene. Maybe pops out his phrasma for dummies and reads a few passages on tolerance um, and acceptance. <laughs> Maybe just in case uh, he needs some wise words to say in the future, or near future, let's say. Fair. Uh, but where are you headed? Um, he's probably not headed anywhere. He's probably just waiting to see, like, what goes on. Nobody came out after him. He's probably just gonna pop out and, uh, you know, it's dark, right? Darkish? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, like, stand next to a window and kind of, like, peer in, I guess. Yeah, it's probably, like, late twilight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's got enough to read, but, you know, he'll, like, kind of stand out there, look across pop open the book, read a little bit. You know, he's dealt with this same thing, like, all the time in his life, being from Last Wall, and, or not Last Wall, Hammer Rock, which is just south of Last Wall, but all, being on the edge of the hold of Belkson in this place is pretty much, like, everybody kind of hates you, but he gets it, and he's, um, you know, rekindling his faith, so what does Phrasma have to say about that? Okay. You see them talking to the bartender, uh, if you peek in the window, and back in there, the bartender... Says, all right, rooms are upstairs. He points over to, like, a uh, staircase in the corner of the bar. The doors that are open are the rooms that are vacant. Uh, Just pick whatever you want. I'm not sure we understand each other. My friend outside, as well as the dogs, stay in the rooms. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we do understand each other. What is it going to take for you to understand me? He's kind of like stares you down for a second. He's like, Stormac holds the stair. I'm starting to understand that maybe you don't want any rooms. Your loss, friend. And he turns and says, We're not staying here, and walks out. <laughs> what about everybody else? Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. He was quite rude. I'm, I'm sure we could figure something out. Uh, maybe go back to the wagons, Kendra says. Yeah, maybe we've, we've camped there before. It seems fine. 
I guess. I mean, Kendra, you don't you you traveled through here before to Leopardstadt, right? Yes, sir. Never had anybody talk to me like that, though. Well, I was wondering, do do you have any idea of how to get to the South Wall or South Gate? Maybe we could just get into the city instead. Uh, well. I believe there is a path across the bridge, around the wall. Many people that I saw being turned away from the gates were sent in that direction. Never had to go that way. I'm not sure how accessible it is, but... Stormak has stormed out. Yeah, I'll just follow along with him. I see as if we will not find shelter here. What did you learn from the barkeep? Stormak comes out and stands next to Ozil. He's all in a huff spits on the building itself. He says, He's an asshole. That's what we found out. I feel we will not find much sanctuary here, and we will not find much much acceptance for my kind, but maybe I will put my hood up and we can sleep out in the grass tonight. Don't know why we even came to this damn Tamravina. Yeah, I'm just, I'm down to just throw a tent down on whatever patch of grass we can find and go to sleep and get this day over with. Yeah, it is just past dark. John's got the full town map of Tamravina here, and then he's got our tokens just as these tiny little circles on there. We're, we're each the size of half a building, but still, we're tiny. Beedy bitty. <laughs> Infinite cosmic power. Mm-hmm. As you can see, next to the roadhouse are the stables that you paid them off to watch your wagons. And across the road there are a bunch of tents and campfires that are starting to be lit. It looks like there's room for our tents. Right here? Just north of the stables, just like plopped down. Not exactly part of the tent group over here, but um, different. Yeah, let's put them up somewhere. I'm putting my tent right here. Nice, yes. Let's set up on the north side of this road outside of town. The stables are on the south side of this road, so we're just across the road from the stables. Alright, so you're going to make your own uh, little camp here, away from the other people camping over there? Yes. Yes. Right on. As you come around the other end of the stables there, though, you can see across the bridge, there's still like... A few wagons and groups of people on horses kind of waiting to get through the gate across the bridge there, across the river. Sorry, Kendra, I know you were looking forward to a nice bed, but these people are not very nice, so I apologize. Do you think we'll be safe here? Hopefully safer than we were in the forest. Maybe Ozil needs to sleep in a tent so passerbys don't see a half or clay and unconscious on the ground. I mean, that's a good point, but... And we can still take watch. Yes, we definitely keep watch. Alright. So you guys set up camp here, and it's probably about 8 or 9 o'clock. We pitch our tents, we light a fire, heating up some rations, and uh, just chilling. You can hear music, people laughing and stuff from the tents uh, across the road there. You see they have fires going, a couple different fires. You can see the stables right across the road, and... We'll have that stone of alarm set on the uh, wagon with the chest in it. For sure. You're taking your regular watches? Yeah. You. Ozil first? Usually. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Maybe... I mean, okay. I just... Maybe we keep you kind of out of sight. If it's going to cause trouble, would Kendra be willing to take out? Just keep an eye out? 
Yeah, she would do it. Yeah, get a good night's sleep, Ozil. We got your back. I don't see the value in hiding my face, but I but I appreciate you. Appreciate all the concern. Well, oh, neither uh, do I. Uh, 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 <laughs> shove him into a tent. <laughs> hush, hush, hush. Go, go, go. We really shouldn't have to do this. No, we shouldn't. Kendra will take the first watch, and you guys get some sleep for a few hours. She will wake up Stormac next. Did you set up a tent, or were you out by the fire? He's out by the fire, and he can meditate and still get rest. So he's just sitting up, eyes closed, restful. She wakes you up. She tells you that uh, her shift was pretty uneventful. She saw some people leaving the roadhouse, but nobody paid her or uh, the camp any mind. Thank you, Kendra. Well done. Uh, Have a good rest. No problem. Not sure I will rest that well, but I'll try. She goes to bed. Stormark, your shift, you see a lot more people leaving the roadhouse, some even showing up. But again, yeah, no... Nobody comes and messes with camp or anything. The music across the main road from the camps over there keeps going pretty late. But other than that, your shift's uneventful. Yeah, part of Stormak is tempted to socialize, but he's already soured by this town. He's, he's not interested in meeting these racists. That's fair. So, yeah, and then my shift, I whisper to, to Daisy and have Daisy wake up Flora because... I don't dare. But why? <laughs> so scared of Flora. <laughs> yeah, she'll come out and sit by the fire. Keep an eye out. Stormat goes back into his meditating, seated posture. Eyes closed. Resting. Yeah, Flora, on your shift, uh, kind of the same thing, only stuff starts to quiet down a lot more. Uh, when it gets later, partying from the camp across the road is, dies down. Their fires go out see more drunk people staggering from the roadhouse across the bridge into the city. And nobody comes and, like, messes with you or anything, though. Great. And unless there's anything you want to do, Sidriel, what will do you next for the morning shift? Yep, I'd go shake his tent. No, I don't do that. I I stand outside and I, like, whisper at him, Sidriel! Uh, five, five more minutes. No! I'm gonna go to bed. <sighs> So <laughs> drags himself out of the tent. Flora's already disappearing into hers. So find a little rock to pull over something and just sit and stare off into the middle distance for a while. Also start preparing his spells for the day. Right on. Uh, it's pretty quiet on your shift. Not a lot of noise from anywhere, even the camps across the road. As the sun breaks. What is your guys' plan this morning? I think, yeah, Wes and Kendra wanted to go into town for something, but I didn't need anything. Ryan said he didn't need anything. I don't think Ozil should go into town. So maybe half of us go in and half of us stay out. Quick run? Yeah, I think we just had, like go in, head straight to the market area and pick up some... Uh, what do we We need arrows, we need bolts, we need uh, rations wouldn't hurt. I would mind picking up some uh, parchment and some ink. And if there is some kind of magic shop in town, seeing if they have any scrolls or anything for sale. All right. Percentage-wise, did we see many elves, halflings, or dwarves? 
you know, on our watches, did anyone see more of anything else? To see who would be most easily go through the gate, walk through town without trouble, get the fuck back out. Primarily human, but you did see dwarves and an elf or two, a couple halflings. But no, no more than any of the other. I mean, elves were probably less frequent. Okay. So she'll rock, paper, scissors, stormack for which one of us goes in with Sid and Kendra, and which one of us stays back with Ozil. Uh, do you want to go in, Flora? I just want to make sure there's enough of us in both places. I don't care who does what. Yes, one of us should definitely stay. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, sure. We're both indifferent for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stormack chooses rock. <laughs> you can't tell me that. <laughs> does does Stormack always choose rock, or is that just uh... here? Type it in chat. Oh, that's a good way to do it. We've but... never done this before. Type it in, but don't push enter, and then we'll say one, two, three, and on three we both push enter. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm re- I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Nice. <laughs> well, that's not fair. He told you he was going to do right. Uh, for the listener, what? Ryan typed rock. And Meg typed paper. Yeah, but like... Of course. He had... Because what else would you do if you're like, I'm going to type night. rock? Yeah. <laughs> you could have changed He had it. every chance to change his choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flora's not dumb. She, she could predict that the dwarf would choose rock. Come on. <laughs> Stone sense. No, I didn't realize Flora was also a divination wizard. <laughs> no, right. she's half dwarf. Uh, I guess I go. Let's go. Let's fucking move on. Flora marches towards the gate. Lady Kendra, would you mind sending this letter to me at the post if you uh, wouldn't mind? He hands out a letter to Kendra. You just want to put together a shopping list? Anything you need from in town? Oh, I need bolts and trail rations. But you already mentioned those, so <laughs> I'm good there. I'm just covering it so when John and Emily says, well, you didn't ask them what they wanted, we're saying now that you guys wrote down what you wanted. <laughs> and I assume gave you some cash money. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Kendra is says, uh, yes, of course, I was, uh, I'll find somebody to send this for you. Will it cost anything, do you think? I, I wouldn't imagine it would cost uh, too much, but whatever it is, I, I can pay you back. Can you bring me a receipt? Do they do receipts in this town? Probably not. <laughs> um, but yes, I can do that. And uh, I wasn't sure as to your return address, but would you fill it in for me? To my home in Leopardstown? Yes, that would be the one. Just just in case, you know, doesn't make it, I assume they could return it. Of course. And uh, yeah, she'll take that. And so it's Sidril, Kendra, and Flora going in? Yes. Do you pack up your tents and stuff? Yeah. In the morning? Yeah, pack it all up, throw it in the cart. What Stormack and Oz will handle all that. Sure. They need something to do while they're hanging out out there. We'll take care of this. Um, here, uh, let me give you four gold uh, to buy some rations. If you can find dwarven rations, I would love that, but any rations will do, really. So, like, rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Always wow. with a joke, Sidriel. So funny. We did run out of limestone at Kendra's, so... And now Flora, all right. <laughs> Pick up a little powdered limestone. Those pancakes have not been the same. We need limestone to ward off the scurvy. Smoked sausages, salted meat, biscuits, dried vegetables, whatever you can find. Thank you, and try to hurry up. We're going. Dried vegetables? Yes, Ozil. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be on our way before noon. <laughs> How do you dry a vegetable? 
You just, you just let it sit there. Come on. All right, see you. Good luck. In the, good luck in there. You guys head across the bridge, and there are a few people waiting to get through this north gate here, and they're being, like, stopped and talked to by the guards one by one. And there is also a path around the side of the city. You see one group of people get denied access to the city, and they're sent around the side. What do you do? Do you wait in line to go through the north, or you try and go around the side? I mean, just try to go through the, the main gate here. Seems like yeah. there's just wait in line and they let you in. Yep, that's what we're doing. All right. They stop you and kind of look you down, and they're like, All right, uh, where are you coming from? Ravengro. Well, what's your business in Tamravena? Supplies. How long will you be staying for? Uh, like 30 minutes. Just long enough to get supplies and get back on the road. We're on our way to Lippenstead. Roll diplomas. Oh, Jesus. Oh, natural 20 for a 25. Nice. Yeah. First roll. These dice have been antsy. <laughs> they let you through? Yay! <laughs> Uh, does Kendra know where, like, the market... Because she's been here before, right? On her travels to and from Levenstead? When she was a kid. Well, we should know roughly, like, where the markets are. Let's ask a guard. Which way to the market? So, yeah, you tell them you're just there for supplies. Yes, where the market's at. They, like, stare at you down for, like, a few seconds and look at each other. And, uh, they'll give you quick directions, uh, to the market area. Great. Thank you. And you come in through this like large stone gates in this walled fortress uh, looking area and there's guards on either side like some are like training and some are just standing on the sides of the road and it leads to this little courtyard to another kind of tunnel through a thick stone wall and you come out the other side in the city. So if you're just trying to get in, buy shit and go, that is pretty possible. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so you're just looking for like a general goods store, uh, a Fletcher or Boyer, and maybe like a, a magic item shop. Okay. Yep, you're able to find all those things. What are you looking for at the magic shop? Um, I want to see what kind of scrolls they have that I might be able to purchase to copy into a spell book. Right on. Flora will pick up whatever it was that the other guys wanted. Get it in a bag. Wait for Sid. Alright, why don't we put that list in the chat here. So I figure we'll probably pick up like a hundred bolts. I'm gonna pick up like two hundred arrows. Are there any dwarven trail rations? Roll luck roll. <laughs> okay. Is that a one hundred? Uh-huh. Okay. Thirty-two. Uh, no. They're not specifically dwarven trail rations, unfortunately. Okay. How about half like? Because I think I think if he if if he likes dwarven and I can't get dwarven, maybe he'll like half like I don't know roll what that roll. would be. <laughs> okay, seventy one, nice. <laughs> you you are able to find a little halfling merchant. Perfect. I buy enough to feed Stormek. And how many days travel do we anticipate from here to Lepidstad? Oh, you want to see the new travel map? Yeah, so we're we're gonna hit another town on the way. Yeah, we'll get there someday, boys and lady. So at the wagons, you get, like, about 16 miles a day. So two days to the next town. We get into the next town on the second night. And then from there, it's another about another two days to Leonardstead. Okay, so I, I pick up five days worth of trail rations for the whole party. 
So that's, there's what, five of us? And dogs. So, so 35 trail rations? Perfect. Um, any chance where I was buying the arrows, they may have a, like, masterwork bow for sale. A masterwork bow? Yeah, it's just a nice fancy bow, like, it's a decent sized town, right? I think you get a masterwork bow. Cool. So I'm gonna, I guess, try to sell my bow for the standard half price and purchase a, uh, masterwork longbow in its stead. Uh, did anyone want me to check when I was at the magic shop to see if they had, like, a, a wand of cure light? See if that was an option, or do you think we don't need that? Do we already have one? Do we? Negative. We have no wand to cure light. Everybody willing to pitch in on that? How much is it? I think seven fifty for a full wand. Uh. Yes, I'll pay for half of it. Yeah, it's like fifty charges of cure light wounds. Yeah, I can throw some gold in. Johnny, any chance we were able to find a wand of cure light wounds? Yes. Cool. You are able to find that. That's pretty standard stuff. I don't know, Ozil, you just want to add that to your pack, since you're the only one that can cast it without uh, UMD? Yeah, yeah. It's all good to me. You guys are able to gear up, get your supplies, sell stuff if you want. We cram it all into the handy haversack and make our way out. Uh, yeah, you come out the gate. While you guys are shopping throughout the day, let's go back to Stormac and Ozel. What are you guys doing as you're uh, you're packing up the tents and you're going to pack them back into the wagons at the stables? Is that your plan? Yes. Ozel, let's get these tents packed up into the wagon. Sound like a good plan? And we'll check on the horses and... Sounds good to me. Anything else, Ozel? Any ideas? All right. Hopefully they're doing well in there. Uh, yep. You go pack up tents, bring them back in there. The dudes, there's a couple of guys attending the place. They let you check on your stuff. Everything's intact. Alrighty. Uh, what do you do with the rest of the day while you're waiting for them to come out of the city? Whittle and hide. (laughs) Stormak reads a book. Hands off my book stand. Standing next to the wagon and horses. Just chilling. Okay. It's probably like, uh late afternoon when they make it back out. Oh shit, wow. Like three or four o'clock. Wow. What? How'd it take so long? How about this? Roll a D6. That sounds fair. Stormak looks up from his book. Yeah, the life of an adventurer, eh, Ozel? Two hours. Nice. Nailed it. (laughs) Alright, so you get in, get out. Literally everything was in one shop. (laughs) We found a target. Yeah, they had the classic... Final Fantasy, like, weapon shop, armor shop, magic shop, right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they have the market right by the front gate, up against the wall. I think they call it, like, a Walmart. Ah! <laughs> oh. <Son of> a bitch. <laughs> Nailed it. Alright, yeah. You meet back up with the guys and get on your way. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yes, please. Let's go. Walk about half a day and settle down. Um, Stormac, give me a fortitude save, please. Oh, shit. Sure. That's an 11. All right. Stormac, as you're, like, 
reading, hanging out in the stables with those, you start to feel a little worse. Your fever is not getting better. You take one constitution damage and two dexterity damage. As your skin gets a little itchy throughout the day, and like you're kind of like scratching. Ozil, my friend, this book here I've been reading about ghouls, and I think that one that bit me a couple days ago, I don't think that was good for me. I think it was quite bad. Been meaning to ask about that, Stormak. Yes, the wound looks good, but... Seems like you're slightly wobbly, maybe a little shaky. Hopefully we can attend to that as soon as we can, but maybe I can take away the shakes. Please, work Phrasma's magic upon me. Oh, Phrasma, and all you... Is this not something that can just be cured? Well, you probably could have bought a potion of cure disease there in uh, Tamravina, but we didn't think about it. And, um... Didn't we have two of them that, like, we jokingly said we were going to use on the mouse, but then never actually did, and that's why the mouse is still diseased? Yes. Um, why haven't we used that on you? Well, you can check I that. I thought I could shake it with a fortitude save. Handy haversack right there, and there's probably one of them in there. Yeah, I've just been rolling poorly on those fortitude saves. Yeah, yeah I have... think maybe it's time we break out the uh, potion of cure disease instead of making you just suffer... We have two, we have two remove disease. Is that the same yes, thing? That, oh, yeah, the, that'll work. Okay. He has a disease. We'd like to remove it. I guess we're not curing it. We're just removing it. Maybe we can just hand it off to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> you get your shit and get out of Dodge. You leave the side of the Lamond River that you've been following for some days and start heading north there's a farmland and plains to the east but to the west as you head north there are an increasing amount of massive hills leading into the even more massive tusk mountains you see that the road leads up into the hills ahead to the north there's several groups of people throughout the day that you pass by look like traveling merchants or just citizens you imagine they must be coming from Lepidstad some of them look a lot better dressed what does making camp look like for you guys same thing we do every day pinky yeah we're just in this routine we've probably gotten faster at it over the past you know few days yeah just pop that shit out and settle in <laughs> I would say it's to the flatter side of the road, but if it's still hilly, try to find a bit of high ground. Okay. So you are in a pretty hilly area by the end of the day. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dicks. Every time. Sorry. You gotta keep us busy, Johnny. You can't just let well, us... I'm sorry. <laughs> I pr- everything I prepared was in that town. Oh. So... It's not my fault. I mean, you made it pretty obvious that we were gonna, probably don't want to hang out there. You know, we weren't welcome there. I don't know why we would want to go in there. It's a good time to get the fuck out of H. Yeah, you're not wrong. There it is again. What? Where, where you censor the, the H here. Oh, get the fuck out of H. <laughs> you get a little bit of a high ground for your camp in the hills here. Take shifts. Ozil. 
taking your shift now. Yep. First, as usual, Kendra, put that, put, put the crossbow down. It, I, I will take it from here. <laughs> Ozil, your shift goes by pretty uneventful. It's really windy and cold where you're at. You hear some like animal noises off in the distance, but nothing gets close to your camp. Stormax next. Chilly night, eh, Ozil? Uh, you can use my tent if you like. I like the cold. I sleep better when it's windy and cold. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, your shift goes by. Uneventful to Stormax. You probably have a hard time like keeping the fire going because of how windy it is. The wind's like loud and intrusive. We did our best to set up the wagons to block as much of the wind as we could, and um, yeah, we just struggle through. Wake up, Flora. Yep, she comes out and sits and watches. Uh, Flora. Uh oh. While you're taking watch, Daisy, at one point rises up to her feet really fast. What is it, girl? She grabs her closest weapon. She, like, starts going towards the edge of camp slowly, like, kind of growling. She's heading towards the wagons. Okay. So Flora's following her with a weapon. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is a 16 plus 4 for a 20. And with your 20... You hear the shuffling of multiple things on the other side of the wagons. Daisy starts to growl. Sounds like something moving closer. Uh, Yeah, so she gets her weapon out, and she is ready to attack whatever it is. All right. It sounds like multiple things. Yes. Then she'll shout. Okay. What do you shout? Well, I'm closest to Sid. Wait, are you guys sleeping next to the fire? Is that why Stormak and Ozil are there? Yeah, we sleep outside. Okay. There's something over here. Wake up! That's going to be the surprise round, essentially. You pull out your weapon and shout. Um, now we're going to roll for initiative. Yookie doke. Flora got a 18. Damn, I am rolling well tonight. It's a 15 for Sid. 21 for Stormac. 8. Flora... As you shout out, Kendra and Sid will get an action in the surprise round as they are woken up by your shout. Uh, Sid is going to crawl out of the tent with his bow. So I guess I'm still prone, but just outside of the tent. Kendra wakes up and uh, fumbles around her belongings to get her crossbow out. And Flora, out of the darkness, just past the wagons there, You see multiple figures, and from around either side of the wagon come these large, green, angry, full-on orcs. Full-on orcs. John, could you describe the map a little bit here? There's some gray things. Are are those big boulders? Uh, Yeah, they're kind of like rocks jutting out from the ground. Uh, You're in like a kind of hilly area. Those would probably be like 10 feet up. All right. And then some trees. Yeah, there are some trees. Uh, It's not like a wooded area, though. Uh, It's a rocky terrain. 
Alright, so we've got the campfire, we've got three tents surrounding the campfire, off to the west of the western tent, we've got our two wagons, uh, to the north of the western tent, we've got the two horses up against a big boulder, and some trees here or there, but not anywhere near our camp. We don't see the enemy yet. Um, well. Whoa. What? <laughs> Why did you just roll nine d20s? <laughs> uh, it's definitely not. <laughs> Didn't do the that. Damage the damage that I'm going to do to you right now for sure. Not. <laughs> no. If you're going to kill us, just do it now. Flora dies. Flora, see these orcs come out of the darkness, and there's a bunch of them. She'll yell. Oh my god, there's a bunch of orcs! There's so many! Yep, there's nine of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. It's a group of orcs! And Stormak, you wake up and see Flora ready to fight, and you hear like as these guys are like running into the camp. Alright, well, move action to stand up, and then another move action to move, and that will put me almost between our westernmost tent and this group of orcs, uh, but uh, it'll put me in front of Daisy and, and everybody else, and uh, during that movement across the well, during either of those movements, I'll pull out my wave blade. Take a look at these guys. Are they armed? Are they are they trying to sneak in? What what's their whole demeanor? Looks like they all have falchions, and you know some of them have like javelins. Um, yeah, it looks like they're wearing kind of tattered leather armor and stuff. All right. Well, Sormak will say in common, "You chose the wrong travelers," and that's my turn. Alright. And a couple of these orcs are gonna go next. This angry night orc runs up, flailing a falchion. Do you speak orc? Me? No. <laughs> or anybody? No. I do. Are, are you I imagine Ozil should. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um you'll hear him yelling out, for the flayed skull. And he can't charge, but he's gonna get right up in your business. And Flora is up next. Well, that's how I was throwing a quick knowledge local. 12, probably nothing on flayed skull. Uh, no, not with a 12. Flora, you see this orc horde stampeding into camp. What do you do? She will whistle for Daisy, who I presume will come to her. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then jump up on Daisy. Which I feel like we talked about this before, and I'm pretty sure I can just do that as, like, a move. I mean, it sounds about right. Yeah. So that means Daisy moved, she moved, and I can still... I can move Daisy back some more if I want to. So Daisy's going to take a few more steps back. So that she can be ready to charge. Alright. This next orc is going to whip around the corner. And 
head right up into Stormak's face, ready to attack. Alright, I got two orcs in my face. He stupidly blocks his other friend from charging. They're not very organized orcs. Not very organized. Oh, boy. <laughs> Man, that was actually pretty good. I get... She gets a hero card for that one. Organize is pretty nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the bar's pretty low. <laughs> I mean, the bar's hey, pretty hey. low, but that was that was good. The sword comes in and starts slicing at the tent. You hear Kendra go, ah! Random crossbow goes off. He just, he just attacked a seemingly empty tent? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, why does it seem empty if you can't see inside it? Because there's so many people standing in the... I mean, whatever, it's fine. Old River runs up to attack this orc. He is pissed. He also rolled a natural 19. Get him! Plus one from the mouse. (laughs) Always have to look up his stupid character sheet. You also always have to block my goddamn charges. Oh, did that happen? Yeah, that's unfortunate. You can ride by, bro. Yeah, because uh, you'd actually stop just behind Old River to hit on a charge. Yeah, okay. yeah you got reach. Yeah, you reach right over him. And you can go right past him, too. All right. Did some damage. He's, like, ripping into this orc's leg who is yelling out in a lot of pain. <laughs> and Sidriel is next. Sid is going to move up and around over Ground Ozel, back away from the orcs a little bit, and he is going to cast Grease. And that grease mm. is going to fill a 10-foot square on top of these two orcs, but also kind of filling that area between the uh, two wagons. Uh, the two orcs that are in that grease already uh, need to make a DC 15 reflex save. All right. That's his worst save. <laughs> we'll go top to bottom. Eight and a six. They are both prone. And anyone who attempts to move through that area can move at half speed by making a DC 10 acrobatic check. If they fail, they can't move. If they fail by five or more, they also fall prone. Awesome. All right. Yeah, they fall down all goofy like a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Or weren't you prone? No, I guess, okay, then I'll stand up from prone and then cast grease. Okay. Just checking. This orc comes from around the corner. Did not see that happen. Sees them lying there, but he's not paying attention. He runs through it. He has a reflex save. Uh, It's going to be a DC 10 acrobatics to be able to move at half speed. Okay. Uh, 15. So he can move at half speed through that grease. Next orc. He did see that happen, and he's going to run around this way and do a double move. Kendra is up next. She's going to take a five-foot step back and shoot her crossbow into this orc's face that just broke into her tent. Let's go, Kendra. That's going to hit. And let's go, Kendra. Sidra, you probably just see her like come out the front of the tent and shoot into it Stormak you would see from the back of the tent an orc fall backwards on the ground with a crossbow bolt between his eyes oh shit nice shot Kendra thank you yeah get it girl I think that earns her a hero card 
Yeah, I, I, I get one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Another orc runs through the grease. Makes acrobatics, uh, but stops where he's at. He stops in the grease. Yes. God, does anyone have, like, fire or a bomb or something they can throw in that big group of orcs? That would be very satisfying. <laughs> this guy saw him going that way. He's going to follow. He's going to stop here, and he's going to th- throw a javelin at Kendra Lorimer. Ah! That is going to hit. Oh. Does she not have cover or anything from that tent? She would have, um, and it's still going to hit. Uh, she has an AC of 10 right now. Uh, she's not wearing any armor or anything. She's, like, in her 90s. Uh... Javelin, coming at your face. Kendra, you're so gonna die. Just kidding. Although... You can't kill our girl. Uh, that does six damage to Kendra. You see one go in her leg. Ow. And, like, she, like, uh, falls down for a second. Not not on the ground, but, like, kneels over and just, like, trying to pull it out. Ozil. These orcs are yelling for the flayed skull, throwing... Pointy sticks into your friends. What are you going to do? Yelling orc obscenities. How rude. Ozil stands up, middle of an orc attack, says, My brothers of the flayed skull, there is no need for confrontation. We must be wholesome in this endeavor. We are all friends here. We can give you what you need. You need not raid us. There is no need to continue this fight. If you continue this fight, you will only meet more struggle. Please, as Rovagug said, there is no need for chaos among friends. May we... <laughs> sounds like Rovagug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds, sounds right. like him. It sounds right. Hey, just go with it. Stop snickering. It's in Orcish. It's like the Lord of Chaos and Destruction. No, what he's doing it's is in trying to take them None by you know surprise. He's, he's trying to make them go, wait, tra- what the fuck? What I'm trying to do is disarm them. Alright, you want to roll for it? We can give you what you need to get on your way, and you can leave us alone. There's no need to lose all your lives. Do you, are you trying to roll diplomacy or something? Yeah, just trying to get them to stop attacking us. <laughs> In orcish, you know? <laughs> That's fair. Okay, you can roll diplomacy. Maybe. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Diplo, huh? Okay. I'm gonna choose the right dice for this one, and then, uh, here we go. Oh, that's not gonna be good. That's a six on the die. What's my Diplo? It's not gonna be enough, no matter what. That's eight total. Your words fall upon deaf ears, it seems. Okay. As they are still running. Alright, let's kill them all then. Um, so I stood up as a move action. Um, fuck it. I'm unarmored. Whatever, what do I got? I'm gonna cast a spell at the one that is not gonna be charged. The one in front of me that's not in this big pile of grease. The ones that are big in that, doing that big uh, <laughs> orcish fuck dance in front of Stormac right there. And uh, I'm going to cast a spell. What? Um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So it's a little outside my range increment, but it should be fine against touch. 
at the one uh, just north of the wagon and just south of the big orc fuck puddle. Um, what? <laughs> Sorry, that's a 20 verse touch. 20 versus touch is going to hit. Goddamn right it is. Um, okay. Uh, it's 4d6 points of non-lethal damage. All right. All right, that's 7 on 2 plus... Oop, one one's out of the box. Oh, that's another fucking 7. That's 14 points of non-lethal damage. Yeah, tell me how that happens. Oh, he just, he's down for sure. He's, he's knocked out. Oh, yeah. He is down unconscious. It's a thin light blue ray that punches that guy and he goes down and explodes in a massive glittery shimmer of blue as he just falls unconscious. I picture it having a fist at the end of it. Sure. You ever seen, um, what was that movie, uh, Knight's Tale, where he had the lance with the fist on the end of it? Yeah, totally. Except it's a big blue ray with a fist on the end of it. Alright, this guy gonna step over that unconscious dude and run around these other two that are standing and he's actually gonna get to attack uh he's gonna attack Stormak with his falchione that's going to be 17 to hit that'll hit all right only because of that two dex damage you take seven damage from that falchion as he slices down on your upper arm and last but not least this dude here is going to run through grease that's going to be a 7 so he's going to fall is that right? Uh, 7 he will just stop moving it had to be a 5 or lower to fall prone oh okay oh Sorry, John. Uh, he has he stops moving. Then he has to make a reflex save of DC 15. Reading the spell explains the spell. A creature can walk within or through an area of grease at half normal speed with a DC 10 acrobatic check. Failure means it can't move that round and must then make a reflex save or fall. While failure by five or more means it falls just automatically, no reflex save. That's uh, a 13. He falls prone. Okay. So plus zero. Stormak, top of the round, you see a bunch of fumbling buffoons in front of you, falling over in the grease. <laughs> yeah, I've got these two guys right in front of me, prone in the grease, and I gotta take advantage of that. So I'm going to do a wave blade flurry and attack the one to the north first, and then the one to the south. You know what? Let's let's spend a key point. Let's attack the one to the north twice, and then my third attack will be the one to the south. Like I said, I gotta take advantage of, of their uh, minus four to their AC. So here we go. Oof, not great. Uh, 14 and a seven. Those are the attack rolls to the guy. Well, the seven's a natural one, so that's automatic miss. And then last one is a 17 to hit the guy the south. The, the, the guy in the grease to the south. Uh, the 14 is going to hit. Nice. So that'll do six slashing. And then I miss the second attack. And then the third attack is going to be at this one here. The, the one in the grease next to me. Only 
three piercing slashing. And then I will five foot step out of Flora's way and behind River, and I'll and I'll and I'll say, uh, River, get back. And that's my turn. All right. The one to the north stops moving, and it is Flora's turn. Okie doke. Flora, gonna charge with her weapon right next to Stormak. All right. You back Daisy up and charge. Um, that is a 26. That'll hit. Yeah. And then that does four, five, 17. <laughs> 17? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want you to describe that kill. Um, she just stabs him. Like, the neck. She gets him in the neck as he's trying to get up. All right. He coughs up some black blood, and it's old River's turn. Uh, Stormat, give me a handle animal. That's a 14. Alright. Old River is going to step over this unconscious orc and attack the prone orc behind him who's still trying to get up. It's actually gonna miss, but Sidriel is up next. Alrighty, Sid is gonna five foot step over here and prepare for a rapid bonk. First arrow is going at this orc just south of Kendra. Mm-hmm. That is a 25 to hit. Oh yeah, that'll do. For eight points of damage. After casting the grease, then the kind of whips around, pulling the... Uh, Arrows is like a little spinning step to the other side of Kendra. Loses one arrow into this first orc. Catches them probably, I don't know, throat-ish region. And then readies up the next arrow for this other orc to the uh, southwest of Kendra. Alright. And that is a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Six points of damage. You hit him right in the chest and he's like standing there holding it. I got you, Kendra. Protect your woman. Our little Legolas. Get him. Don't fucks with my baby. (laughs) Thump, thump. (laughs) And this one is going to five foot step up and attack Flora. He can try. It's a natural one. Yeah. No. It does not confirm. And Kendra reloads her crossbow. I was going to five foot step around the side of the tent and try to put one in the orc that just attacked Flora. Um, That's actually going to miss, though, unfortunately. This guy is going to try and get out of the grease. Uh, That's a natty three. He Uh, cannot move, and he automatically falls prone. (laughs) Did you give the horse initiative? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay, this orc, he's like holding the arrow in his chest and he raises his weapon up and still tries to charge after Kendra. And this guy down here, he just does a move action up and he, do- he doesn't lose a hit point from taking a move action. Moving towards Kendra with his falchion and... It's Ozil's turn. Fuck. All right. Um, 
Uh, Ozol, seeing that uh, nothing that he has said worked on these uh, people, uh, is going to take a step up 20 feet and draw his falchion and take a swing. It's a natural 19. I'm sure that's going to hit. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. With a falchion, that threatens, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. Let me roll again. Nope. Not going to crit. 2d4 plus 1 is 7 damage. Alright. You put a massive wound in him, and looks like he's barely hanging on. You might recognize it as orc ferocity, even. It's his turn. He's going to attack you. That's an 18 to hit. That's going to be 11 damage. And this orc back here attempts to get up. This orc is in the grease. River just tried to bite him. Yeah, so old River will get an attack. That's a natural one. Does not confirm, though. So he stands up, brushes off a bite from old River, and attacks him. That is 10. That is going to miss old River. And top of round three is Stormac. Alright, well, Stormac is going to move 10 feet because of reasons. Uh, so, that's going to be 5 feet down to next to this orc that's fighting Ozel. He's going to just look at the guy, give him a side eye, and then continue to move into the grease, provoking from that guy that's fighting Ozel. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's a netty four. Okay. That's not going to hit. Nope. Let me attempt to put this orc to bed with my AOO back at him that he provokes from me. I will give him a taste of the wave blade, and that is going to be an eight. Oh well. So that misses. <clears throat> but that's just that's just part of my movement. So now I'm here in the grease. Um, surfing on a dead orc and I will attack um, this guy who is also standing in the grease trying to fight River. I'm going to give him a right. blade attack and that is going to be an 18 for 8 damage. Alright. He uh, goes below zero but he's still standing. And I'm not much of a animal handler, but still, I'll say, River, get out! Back, River. Well, you see some of the orcs that you thought were down stand back up and still keep fighting. And that's where we're going to call it for tonight. Okay. This, this is a pretty big clusterfuck of a map at the moment. It's like the second phase of a boss fight when they, when they stand back up. They resurrect. The second health bar yeah. loads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
I don't know what no cap means, but I think the kids are saying it. 